Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. Here's one question that you weren't likely asked today. Are your sins forgiven? Well, first you may ask, what do you mean? What exactly are sins? Isn't that some sort of an archaic Bible word that's out of date for today? We all make mistakes. We're all human. But sins? Aren't you being a little bit extreme? Yes, the word sin is a Bible word. But make no mistake about it, sin is still very much with us today. And it's far more than a mistake or human failing. It's rebellion against God. It's taking our own way against His way. It's falling short of God's standard of righteousness. So how about it, my friend? Have you sinned today? Thought, said, or did something that you know to be wrong? Didn't think, didn't say, or didn't do something that you knew would be right? Let's be honest. We've all failed. And that makes us sinners. So here's the question again. Are your sins forgiven? They need to be. Not only on a human level, but more importantly on a heavenly level. No one can enter heaven with even one unforgiven sin. So how can we be forgiven? On today's broadcast, evangelist Mr. Jack Gould looks very carefully at what the Bible has to say about forgiveness. Why it's necessary and how can I get it? Important questions that we would like our listeners to face honestly today. Acts chapter 13, verse 38. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified, all that believe are declared righteous from all things, from which he could not be justified by the law of Moses. And God will bless to us the reading of his word. I'd like to speak to you just for a few moments on the important subject of the forgiveness of sins. When it comes to our relationship with God, when it comes to the fact of you and I getting into heaven at the end of life, the subject of the forgiveness of sins is one of first importance. If we only had the words of the Lord Jesus himself from Mark chapter 2 and verse 10, possibly that would be sufficient for all of us to understand its importance. Listen to what the Lord Jesus taught one day, Mark chapter 2 verse 10 but that ye may know that the Son of Man himself hath power on earth to forgive sins. So immediately I'm confronted with two things. I am confronted that I can know the forgiveness of sins. And I'm confronted with this. It is something that must be dealt with on earth. It must be dealt with, as it were, in my little lifespan. 
So those words were spoken by the Lord Jesus before he went to the cross. But then the Lord Jesus spoke words about the forgiveness of sins and their necessity after his death and after his resurrection. And this is what he said in Luke 24. Thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and remission or the forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name. So we have then from the very lips of God's Son, the Lord Jesus, the vital, important fact, the forgiveness of sins. I'm going to ask you three very, very simple questions in relation to the forgiveness of sins. And then we're going to try and answer those questions from the Bible. Here's the first question. Why is forgiveness necessary? Why is the subject of forgiveness so important? Why is the subject of forgiveness so vital? Why is forgiveness necessary? I suppose that the simple or the easy answer would just be this, because the Bible says so. And that ought to be sufficient evidence, I trust, for each of us, whether we are younger or whether we are older, whether we're acquainted with the gospel story or whether this is something brand new that you've never heard before. The forgiveness of sin is necessary because the Bible says so. You and I, as individuals living on earth, we're not here forever. One day, unless the Lord comes, I will die. One day, you will die. And therefore, our little time on earth will be expired. And the soul, the real you, the real me, will depart the body and will take its flight out into what the Bible calls eternity. And you and I, as souls, are going to be in heaven above or in hell beneath, depending on this one thing, have I dealt with, according to the Scriptures, the subject of the forgiveness of my sins. I am going to meet God one day. Friends, you are going to meet God one day. And you'll either meet God in your sins, or like many in the building tonight, you're going to meet God having your sins forgiven. Why is forgiveness necessary? Because the Bible says so. Why is forgiveness necessary? Because the Lord Jesus taught it. You see that verse that I quoted for you from verse 10 of Mark chapter 2 was really in answer to a question that the religious people of that day asked. For they asked, who can forgive sins but God only? And let's face it, We'll have to give the Pharisees, the religious people of the day, full credit for two important things. They knew that sins must be forgiven. They knew that only God could forgive sins. 
And I tell you tonight, friends, younger or older, that this would be a good gospel meeting if all of us learn tonight, my sins must be forgiven, and only God can forgive that. Why is forgiveness of sin necessary? Because the Bible says so. Why is forgiveness necessary? Because the Lord Jesus taught it. Thirdly, why is forgiveness necessary? Because you will never get into heaven unless your sins are forgiven. Oh, that God by His Spirit might bury that in your soul tonight. I cannot enter God's heaven. God is holy. Christ is holy. Heaven is holy. And you and I cannot enter heaven unless those sins are forgiven. So number one, why is forgiveness necessary? Question number two, where do I find the forgiveness of sins? To put it another way, where do I go? Where do I, I look? Where then can I search if the forgiveness of sins is so vital if it is so important, and friends, it is, where do I look for the forgiveness of sins? Let me answer the question, if I could, first negatively, and then uh, positively. First of all, you will not find the forgiveness of sins in religion. The very man who has penned the words and written the words of which I've read to you tonight from Acts chapter 13, here is a man who was steeped in religion. And if religion could take a man to heaven, then Saul of Tarsus was going. But he discovered one day, to his absolute amazement, I'm not going to heaven. And I'm not going to heaven on the foundation or the grounds of my religion. I require the forgiveness of sin. Let me ask you this question, dear friends. You are thinking people. If religion could deal with the question of our sins, if religion was sufficient enough to take you to heaven at the end of life, tell me this in God's name. Why did Jesus Christ die on the cross? There would be no value to it if you could get to heaven by religion. So, Religion will not satisfy our need of the forgiveness of sins. Secondly, the forgiveness of sins is not found in the church. You could belong to a church, a small one, a large one. You could be dissatisfied with that and then change churches as number of times as you want. But you see, no church has been given the authority to deal with the forgiveness of sins. Well, if I cannot find the forgiveness of sins in religion, if I cannot find the forgiveness of sins in my church, maybe I could find the forgiveness of sins in myself. If I stop doing those things that I know that are wrong, Possibly if I try doing just a little bit better than I did last year. 
Is that going to satisfy God in relation to my sins? And the answer is no. Well, says someone else, well, I know in the Bible there are Ten Commandments. I learned them one day when I was in Sunday school. So possibly if I could just discipline myself to keep the Ten Commandments, certainly that would satisfy God in relation to the question of my sin. The sad thing is that those that even would make a suggestion like that, if you ask them what the Ten Commandments were, they might be able to give you two or three. No, the law has just been given to show us what we cannot do, that we're total failures in relation to getting to heaven. So in the gospel, in this matter of having my sins forgiven, in this matter of obtaining everlasting eternal life, in this matter of finding out I want to be in heaven at the end of life, I'm not confronted with a religion. I'm not confronted with church going. I'm not confronted with myself and how I could better myself. I'm not confronted with rules and regulations. I'm confronted with a person. Listen to what the Bible says. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. I'm confronted with a person. He is not an ordinary person. He's God's Son, and His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. If we were to read the previous verses to which I read for you, you would find this, that the Bible describes him as a very unique man. Says our Bible, Pilate found no fault in him. So the Bible clearly declares that he is a sinless man. He did no sin. He knew no sin. And in him is no sin. This is the one who on the cross has dealt to the eternal satisfaction of God in view of your sin and of mine. But this man that is described for us, he's not only described as a sinless man, he is described as a suffering man. For the death that he died by crucifixion was one of the most cruel deaths that a man could ever endure. And he died there a death by crucifixion. He suffered for sins. Listen to what the Bible says. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just one for the unjust, that he might bring you to God. 1 Peter 3.18 First of Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, Christ died for our sins. First Peter 2, 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. So the very purpose of the death of Christ was this, that he suffered on the cross on account 
of sin. Listen. It was not his own sin, for he had none. He died on account of others. Friends, tonight I was only 12 years of age. Not very old, you might say, when I came to realize this, that if Christ has died for sinners, and if Christ has died for the ungodly, and if he satisfied God against all the claims of sin, then he must have died for me. And I took it in at 12 years of age, and at that moment, God saved me. And I knew the forgiveness of my sins. Maybe I'll just ask you this question before we go on to number three. Where are you looking for the forgiveness of sins? Where are you searching for it? Is it possible just in the four negative approaches that I've looked as to where I find it? Is it possible I've just hit the nail on the head and there's some of you tonight and you're searching after religion and you can't find it? And you're searching at the church and you can't find the forgiveness of sin and you're looking within and you're looking at rules and regulations. Friends tonight, give up. The forgiveness of sins is only found in one person. And it's found in God's Son, the Lord Jesus. How do we know? How do we have the assurance that God was satisfied with the death of His Son in relation to the sin question? And the answer is very simple. He raised His Son out from amongst the dead. And therefore, on the third day, the very miracle of the resurrection, God raised him out from the dead as the seal of approval that he was satisfied with the work of the cross. And Christianity preaches, and Christianity boasts a living Savior. He's alive today. And he's able to save you, and he's able to forgive you of your sins right now. Why is forgiveness necessary? Because God says so. Because the Lord Jesus taught it. Because you'll never get into heaven unless those sins are forgiven. Where do I find the forgiveness of sins? In Christ and in Christ alone. Number three, how do I obtain this forgiveness of sin? Is there someone tonight maybe burdened with your sin? Son or daughter of Christian parents, you need this forgiveness of sins. And you're asking yourself tonight, I, I follow you, Mr. Gould. I'm absolutely convinced I need the forgiveness of sins. I'm absolutely convinced it's in Christ and in Christ alone. How can I get it? How can I obtain the forgiveness of sins? What did our Bible verse say? Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe. All that is going to rest on, all that are going to depend upon, all those that are going to rely on. Who oh, you say, Mr. Gould, rely on what? 
rely on the work of Christ that he did at the cross 2,000 years ago that is good for you tonight. Trust Christ. Trust him now. Yes, the Lord Jesus said he has power on earth to forgive sins. That means here and now, before you leave this earthly scene, yes, you need the forgiveness of sins. It's not an option. Listen again to what the Bible says. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man it's preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things. Yes, from all things. What a promise this is. Trust Christ today, his person and his work upon the cross, and know for sure that your sins are forgiven. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken and a very warm welcome awaits you. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, Take a look at our website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul. <laughs>